0: Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Today on the podcast, we have the man who draws the nicest normal curve at Mountain View (laughs) High School, Mr. Dennett. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Boy, it's it's my pleasure. Uh, You know, I've been looking forward to
0: this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they say? Is that the line? My pleasure. Mm -hmm. I try to be polite. I try to be dignified in my uh, communications, but if that goes with Chick Fil A, then you know, Mm -hmm. maybe I do work at Chick Fil A. Yeah.
2: Well, for those who don't know, Mr. Dennett has been teaching here at Mountain View for five years?
1: Yeah, full-time for five, and then I, I coached a little bit before I got here and stuff.
2: Yeah, and he teaches math, secondary two and stats. So, yeah, we're very happy to have him here on the pod. And he is also a Mountain View alumni, is that right?
1: That's, yeah, Bruins, class of 2004. That's awesome. When Target was, you know, just three years old. I think Target came in 99, so I guess five years old. Um, a lot of Zaxby's was not here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there's still an Albertsons and a Blockbuster. So that's, you know, that's a little throwback to the time period. So
0: you're saying Orem has made it now that we have a Zaxby's.
1: Um, I I think Orem's worse than it was, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> it's just getting busy, you know? Like, you should be able to drive down the streets at 3 in the afternoon and not have crazy gotcha. traffic, but... Yeah,
0: but you don't even live in Orem. true.
1: I don't. I don't live in Orem, but my parents live in Orem. I come through Orem sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: you did know, you did you grow
1: up in Orem? I, I did, like yeah. It? I grew up, speaking of the target, I grew up the the neighborhood behind. Um mm. so I don't know if you're park steak, woot woot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, some famous alums. We have we have a guy who's like a college football coach from that ward. Um yeah, guy who was, like place. ran for mayor. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good ward, it's a good neighborhood.
0: I bet. Shout out to then it's Hall ward. Yeah. That's right. Thanks P5. for listening to the pod. You know, you go on to high school here. There's, I think, still a couple of teachers who are still here. Any, which, which ones are still here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so Mr. Walker, Carson Walker, yeah. when, when I first got here, he was, like, really excited. He would, like, tell everyone. He'd be like, yeah, I taught this dude when he was in high school and, like, put his arm around me and, like, rush me into, like, circles and stuff. He was pretty pumped. And then I think that kind of faded Um, like when I was student teaching, some kids were like, yeah, um, there's kids that were like, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then so Carson had to like, think about it. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Should I be (laughs) associating myself with him? Um, but yeah, I had, I had Mr. Fong. I'm on the, I'm on the wall of fame. If you go to 2004, got that, got that four on the AP psych test. Hey, way to go. Um, I think, I think Mr. Stoddard, I didn't have Mr. Stoddard and, um, Ms. Jimenez, I think were like right after me, but Yeah. Those are those are the first two that come to mind for sure. I think Mr. Erickson was a little bit after as well, but
0: wow, what's That's that cool. like? You know, Being working with people killers. that were like your teachers.
1: Yeah, so when I when I student taught, I student taught for Mr. Beverage. Mr. Beverage retired like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second the second I stepped into the room, I got like the high school self consciousness back. Like I felt like I was three inches shorter, and I had to like hide <laughs> from people, and I was worried about people looking at me um he had he had like changed around the seating chart, but I remembered like where I sat and I remembered like the people who sat around me in that class yeah. um and so yeah, it was way creepy it was way it was way weird um mean he was he wasn 't in this room he was in the room next to me, and Great. so I was like um you know student teaching where i where I took my sophomore math class mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's it 's weird to be like the grown up um you know like Hey, I'm Mr.
0: Dennett. You know, like
1: <laughs> I'm Ben, and happy to be here. You Speaking
0: know. of that, we had to, we did have a question about this because Ben is not your, I guess, real name or whatever. You've given me. What did you ever consider going by Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> or how did that work out?
1: Uh, yeah. So my my dad is Larry, and then his dad is Lawrence, um, and so there's there's a line in the family, and so I I was named. You know, Lawrence, Benjamin Dennett. Um, and so I never, like, I didn't make that choice. They made that choice, you know, from when I was a baby. Ben, 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 you know, um, that kind of stuff. I got, when I was at BYU, I got some mileage out of it because I guess it was like Laurie. Like, is that like a figure in Jane Eyre or something? Little like? Women, <laughs> Little women yeah. yeah. Okay, so people who like those books were like associated with the Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and so it's funny because when I, when I got my first Alpine School District job, Um, you know, you're, like, handing over the papers and Social Security and that stuff. And so they put my email as Lawrence Dennett without, like, asking me. Um, And so then it's, like, all the teachers think this new guy's name is Lawrence Dennett. And so, Mm. but I'm not, you know, like, I'm never talking to the teachers. I'm always talking to the students. They just know me as Mr. Dennett.
0: And so I don't know. It's a weird thing. But... Mm. I'm just that old I'm guy, that old back bald back guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe you guys have been listening to the pod for what are we, 34 episodes now? Mm-hmm. And this might be the time to tell you guys that Tony is not my given name; it's actually Anthony. So, if <laughs> so you guys didn't figure that out from, you know, I didn't know the whole that year. until now. You know, just
2: just barely.
0: <laughs>
1: so, do you have a do you have a great grandpa, Anthony? Mm, no,
0: no. My, <laughs> I think my dad just picked a, names off of a list that my mom made. Yeah,
2: solid way to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, since we have mostly a high school, like most of our listeners are high schoolers, could you tell us when you went to Mountain View? How did you like rep Mountain View? What did you do? What activities were you in?
1: How did I rep Mountain View? Uh-huh. Um, my okay, I was I was really into the newspaper. Um, I junior year, I transferred I transferred out of auto class uh, into newspaper, and I was like, I don't know. Newspaper kind of a dynasty now. He's kind of got that machine rolling. At the time, there's like seven of us in there. Um, and so there was like the editor-in-chief and then, you know, arts and whatever. And so I was like the sports person. And I, I probably wrote like 80% of the paper just because was really easy. right? Like there's a soccer article and there's a football article. and mm-hmm. Whereas like the drama people have to figure something out and be creative. Um, and then the, the editor-in-chief was kind of a sports guy too. And so I wrote like the whole paper my junior year. And then... Um, I got really into journalism and stuff, and so I was the editor-in-chief my senior year. And so I was at all the games, being a nerd with my little notebook and taking pictures and stuff. Um, we, my, my junior year, our cross-country team won the national championship.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Um, and so they had like, a pep rally in the gym where they had, they had like a table in the middle of the gym, and they had like, a, like a blanket over whatever was on the table. And then they, they mic'd in this phone call. Um, over the loudspeakers, and it was, like, the editor of the USTA today. And he was like, yeah, we just wanted to announce that you guys are the national champions. And then they, like, ripped the blanket away. <laughs> well, I, was, I had my press pass, and I was, like, the first one to run up and take pictures of the trophy and be all nerdy. And everyone's, like, cheering. Woo! Not that they were cheering for me. They were cheering for the trophies. But, you know, I was on the front row.
0: <laughs> okay. That's it, pretty is iconic. now the time to bring up kind of my yeah, experience about here? So I kind of had the – I'm sure I was not as good as, you know – Benjamin Dennett over here. <laughs> but I was doing the same thing this year, helping out Coach Blanchard. Had my little notebook at the football and basketball games in the student <laughs> section with my press pass when it interviewed the coaches at half t- or like so after many the game.
2: You guys have. Yes.
0: So if you guys ever check out my articles, Yeah, Did you there
2: do you any go. sports in high school? Because I know you coached or you have coached.
1: Yeah. Right so I two varsity letters in boys tennis and girls basketball um wait you played girls <laughs>
0: basketball
1: I did I played girls basketball yeah wait, um
0: like...
1: so they 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 were nationally ranked um and they you know they were I think they had like eight girls go D1 or something wow. so they went on the announcements one day and they're like hey we need you know guys to come practice against us or whatever." Um, and so, yeah, five or six guys came, like the coolest soccer player and the coolest baseball player, and me and whatever. Um, and cool we would we would like practice with them. Um, I think I was I stuck with it more than the other guys, and so like I became a manager and I like I got to travel with them and different things like that. And so like at the banquet at the end of the year, they gave me a little little varsity <laughs> letter. That is Girls awesome. basketball, Ben. That Dunnett. totally
0: can. You get like the best of both worlds because you're like playing, but you're also the manager, I guess, too.
2: Alright, well after high school, do you wanna tell us kind of what you did? Did you go to college? What what was your plans?
1: Um yeah, so I I was riding the journalism wave. I thought I was gonna be on SportsCenter. Um there was this show on ESPN at the time called Dream Job, where it was like a reality show and the winner got to be an anchor on ESPN. And the guy mm-hmm. who won that had gone to the University of Missouri. And so after high school I went to the University of Missouri for a year. Um I also like thought I was too cool for like Orem, and I like wanted to get out and whatever. Um, so I went to the University of Missouri for a year, um, wasted my parents' money, Then I went to Brazil for two years, doing the churchy thing, um, and then I came back and I went to BYU um, and actually finished, finished my degree in broadcast journalism. I worked at BYU TV for a little bit, um, and then, yeah, then I went back, back to school, just follow my heart. I, um, I had started coaching... Um, and you can't, it's hard to coach if you have a nine to five job just because practice is at one o'clock and practice is at three o'clock. Um, and so you have to, you almost have to be a teacher to coach. And so I came back and got my degree to be a teacher.
0: So it sounds like you couldn't stay away from Orem that
1: long. Boy, home is where the heart is. Yeah. (laughs) There's just, there's just something blessed about this little piece of land.
0: You can take the boy out of Orem, (laughs) but not the Orem out of the boy, that kind of thing. Or what pulled you back instead of going back to the zoo?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you you have thoughts when you're on your mission about where you should yeah. be and different things like that. Um, also, I think I think I figured I could accomplish what I wanted to accomplish at BYU. BYU has a great broadcast program. They have a daily news station. And so you were still riding the journalism. I was, when you yeah. Were at BYU, okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was you know it was cheaper and I was closer to home and yeah. I had better mm-hmm. social system and whatever.
0: But. So is that where the SEC bias comes from? Is the time in Missouri?
1: Um, <laughs> no, the SEC bias is just... Okay, here's where the SEC bias comes from. When I was at BYU, game day came, and BYU was like 15th in the country, and TCU was like second in the country, and game day was in like the parking lot next to my apartment building, um, and I was like more hyped, and they had rotating student section tickets, and my rotating for that BYU-TCU game was like the fourth row in the end zone, and so I was like never been more excited for a game in my life, and like three minutes into the game, it was 14-0, and I think TCU won like 42-7, to and then I just walked back to my apartment, super sad. And as I'm walking up the stairs of my apartment, like my ex-girlfriend's walking out with my roommate. And it was oh just like no. the worst day ever. And I was like, I don't want to care about BYU football anymore. So I got to pick something. <laughs> I'm going to pick Alabama.
0: You, you've never gone back to BYU football? They just scarred you too much? Yeah. Oh, wow. no. See, as much as I've been scarred, I always come back to be let down even more. <laughs> That's just kind of how the BYU is. Just ready for the next is. one. Oh, yeah. You just hype yourself up, and then every time they just break your
1: heart, and you're always like, "Boy, if they would have won that one
0: game." Yep, (laughs) pretty much.
2: Well, Alabama's a good team to cheer for right now. That's (laughs) right. Thank you. (laughs) You you picked the right right team. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, taking it back to your mission in Brazil, could we hear kind of like a story or something that happened that was just memorable? Anything come to mind?
1: Um, Boy, I haven't thought. I should I should say we
0: my area just got a temple this last conference so oh that was gosh. pretty exciting, um, but <coughs> I did not realize how many missions there are in Brazil. There's like thirty or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and that's that's part of the thing too. Is like mine's actually been closed, not oh, closed, oh. but absorbed by the ones around it and stuff. But yeah.
2: So what mission was it?
1: Um, it's West? called Belo Horizonte East. Oh, so. Cool. Yeah, Sao Paulo and Rio are the two biggest cities. The third city is called Belo Horizonte. Um, it's actually in the World Cup when Brazil got beat 7 to nothing against Germany. That game was in Belo Horizonte. Um, but True yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Would've done. laughs> Just a little FYI. Um, yeah. I, we, oh, there's, in my first area, uh, my first area was called the City of Hope, Esperança. And the, our first house was on Happy Landing, Pozo Alegre. So I lived in Happy <laughs> Landing in the City of Hope. And there's a big, like, <laughs> rock in the middle of the city. So you got to go over over the big rock. Uh, and so that's kind of fun to look up on Google Earth and just see the big rock in the middle <laughs> of the city with the dirty river flowing by it. But.
0: That's cute. Do you have any, uh, lots of missionaries are going out, getting their calls this time of year. What's uh, what's the advice from Mr. Dennett?
1: Boy, um, yeah. It's good. it's good to be strong on your scripture mastery because you, you know.
0: It doesn't exist anymore.
1: Okay. It's good to, be, it's good to know a few <laughs> scriptures that you think are important. It's good to, and it's good to have some life experiences, you know, like yeah. why do you know certain concepts are important? What is your experience with that? Um, sounds like a
0: math class. Yeah.
1: What's your proof? <laughs> How can you logic that? But yeah, that's a good, that's a good foundation to build on. Yeah.
2: That's good. Um well, kind of changing gears a little bit. You um got married a few years ago, is that right?
1: Um yeah, fall of 2018.
2: Yeah, well that is exciting for you. Do you want to maybe share how did you meet your wife?
1: Um that is exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's good. Um yeah, we we met on the We met on the Swipe Life. I at some point I like decided I was like gonna get married no matter what and so I downloaded all Good the choice. apps and I just lived swiping like an hour a night um I actually found around the church you on it's called mutual or something like that mm-hmm. um it but works. yeah you don't and you don't want to spend like too much time like chatting on the app you want to like figure out that they're not crazy and then you want to meet um sounds like our relationship <laughs> advice one from a couple weeks ago what can I say oh yeah fight out they're not crazy and then yeah um, but we actually chatted a little bit longer we We both had read the same book. I think it 's called "When Breath Becomes Air or something like that." Yeah. the guy yeah <laughs> the guy 's like a neurosurgeon and he 's dying he 's dying of cancer mm-hmm. and so he tells like his life story um, you know why he became a neurosurgeon, he talks about meeting his wife um, and then it 's just i mean then he like reflects on life and the value of life and we both read it, and it's so beautiful. It it's really is. It's just very, like, the imagery is, like, amazing. Anyway, so we kind of bonded over that before we even met. Mm-hmm. And then our first date was, was Culver's. And we, we shut it down, showed up at 8, and then... They had to kick us out, like, uh, hey, we closed 15 minutes
0: ago. Oh,
2: my gosh. We go to Culver's all the time. That's been, like, the Mountain Dew spot this year, and oh, they yeah. never kick us this out. This
0: entire school year. That's the reason we go there is because they don't kick us out. We just stay, and they're, like, wiping out <laughs> the tables, like, cleaning up the chairs, and we just stay yeah, there until, like, have 11, changed, 11 I guess. 30.
1: Well, we, we went to the AF Culver's, so maybe they're just oh, no, more stringent there, but, yeah.
0: No, hey, Orham well, Culver's is the spot. <laughs> but,
2: well, we ask this to every adult that we've had. Um, how did you propose to your wife?
1: yeah um it's kind of intricate let I me mean, let me see if I get everything okay. um so her daughter had a play that night, and so we went to the play and then we kind of went um to this park area and I had set up like uh an ice cream taste test um and so then we had we had her daughter kind of go through it uh, you know and taste it and <laughs> At the time I was really into like this idea like you shouldn't evaluate things on seven or eight, so you gotta be nine or six, right? So like either you really like it or you really don't like it. And mm-hmm. so I can remember like fighting with her daughter about that. My wife has a she's now fourteen year old daughter. Um anyways. Um so yeah, she did it and then and then my wife did it, and it was like all like sentimental ice creams, like her and her daughter had gone to New York, and you can, like, order New York ice cream and send it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really likes Rockwell, and so we had some Rockwell ice cream. Oh, that's tender. Uh, yeah. And so she, and then...
0: Any uh, BYU creamery ice cream make it in there? I can't remember.
2: He holds a grudge against BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would be in there. You can't hold a
0: grudge against ice cream.
1: Right. And it's not a grudge against BYU. It's against BYU sports. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so she, she's, like, tasting the ice cream, and then, like, her daughter's, like, reading these cute little cards that I put with it, and then she, like, takes off the blindfold, and then there's, like, trees, and there's candles, and then there's, like, a little sign, and it says, will you marry me? And then it's, like, an exclamation point instead of a question mark. Because she had made when she was younger, she had made the sign that said "Happy Birthday!" exclamation point, and so that's in like all of her family's (laughs) Happy Birthday pictures. (laughs) Um, And so I was kind of trying to copy that, but I said, will you marry me!" exclamation point. I was like, "Command." Sounds like a weird joke we have now. (laughs) Uh, And so yeah, like in the park after an ice cream taste test.
2: That is really sentimental. Thank you. I'm impressed. I truly am. Definitely
0: a lot of thought went into that. I like it. For sure. So, okay. You got married two years ago, and now you have your first baby. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was wondering what the head just going out.
0: Well, I, I didn't know how to, like, you know, <laughs> bring it up, but yeah. I tossed
1: it out there. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, March uh, March 13th, so he's, like, six weeks old now. You
0: missed Pi Day by one day.
1: Right? Yeah, you should have told him That's to stay in COVID there.
2: That's anniversary, I think. March 13th, right? It oh, is,
1: yeah. yeah. Boy, March 13th. I'll never forget. Um mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's, he's put on two pounds since he was born. He's, he's up a diaper size. He uh, really likes to talk about Bitcoin and NTFs. He likes to ride bikes. I um, <laughs> just learned
0: what those were, by the way, comes, like, a week ago. Yeah, you
1: should come talk to Will and he'll fill you in. What's this, been... Oh, go ahead. That's oh, right.
2: I was just going to ask, what's been the most surprising thing about being a father to a newborn?
1: Um, well, we, me and my wife had always had conversations like about, you know, her daughter. And she'd always say, like, you know, when it's biological, you'll, you'll feel different or you'll act different. And I'm, like, you know, logical and male about it or whatever. And I'm like, no way. But then, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, he, like, moves his leg different than he did yesterday. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. How did he move his leg like that? <laughs> um, and so just, like, the weird sentimental stuff like that surprises me. I thought I would be more stoic about it, more detached. But, well, I
2: guess that's good, right?
1: That I have, like, feelings towards my child. Yeah, that, that seems like a good thing.
2: Well, bringing it back, we only have a few more minutes, bringing it back to the stats, um, I wanted to ask, where did some of the catchphrases come from, like, in class? Like, follow your heart, or, like, that seems relevant. Where did those come from?
0: <laughs> Other students, my Or my personal favorite, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's hilarious. Um, one, I didn't know any catchphrases. Two, um, yeah, some... <laughs> Thursday, some kids were like, you always say great. You're like Tony the Tiger. And I had never noticed that, but it's come up four or five times like, since Thursday. Um, follow Your Heart is probably the best one. Um, that's from that's from the Sandlot. That's when oh. the great Bambino appears to Benny the Jet and mm-hmm. says, follow your heart, kid. You can't go wrong.
2: And so you just continue his legacy by saying it in class?
1: I, I, it's hard to imagine like a scenario. That's false. Most scenarios... <laughs> Are gonna work out if you follow your heart, you know, mm-hmm. and so it feels like it feels like strong advice in most situations. That's
0: good.
1: Um, <laughs> follow your heart. What else did you say? That, that seems, seems relevant.
2: relevant. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's that's kind of like a, a meta mockery of the teaching profession, because um, you go to these you go to these conferences and they're like, you shouldn't you know you shouldn't comment like emotionally on what kids say, you shouldn't say, oh, that's a good answer. Oh, that's a bad answer. You know, everything's kind of like neutral and they should like discover things for themselves. And so like the way to, for me, I guess, to like stay away from like, um, what it it is is like grading your response. Like that's a good response, that's a bad response, right? The way for me to stay away from like judging your response is to say, that seems relevant. Like maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know, you can judge for yourself, (laughs) but it seems relevant. It's a good
0: one. It seems to me to be relevant.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I think that is about all the time that we have today. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. Is is there any, like, shout-outs, last advice you want to give to the seniors who are graduating?
1: Boy, um, I I do just want to say I went through my, my senior yearbook a few months ago, and I was surprised at, like, how many people I didn't recognize at all or I recognized because of one, like, weird moment, and so like just keep your friends close like just love these last few days and like get the most you can make some memories and you know follow your heart
0: (laughs) oh good one gotta love it yeah well that's all we have for today we'll see you guys next week thanks so much to mr dennett to uh come on to the podcast and that's all we got